So my name is Adrian, indeed, and um, as you just mentioned, I am from the Netherlands, where I grew up uh, and lived for the first 20... When did I move to the UK? Uh, for the first 30 years or so of my life. And I moved to the UK eight years ago. In relation to the topic of today, um, I was diagnosed with HRV five years ago. Five years ago. So I've been living with HIV for the past five years, which has been an um, interesting journey. You know, in terms of sexual orientation, I'm gay, but in terms of kind of political orientation, I'm queer. If that makes kind of sense, I left my hometown uh, to study, um, to go to university, and that's where I kind of discovered my sexual. At that time, I started uh, discovering my sexuality, and I also started to kind of explore new religious uh, horizons and um, I kind of grew into a more liberal version I guess of, of Protestantism. I had been working on issues of HIV um, in my kind of academic work for the past 15 years or so. So the theme of HIV and religion was kind of part of my 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 kind of academic biography um, because I continued writing about it. My first academic journal article that I published was on theology and HIV, etc. Um, so somehow it was kind of an an irony that fifteen years later or so, ten years later, I kind of was was um, diagnosed with with HIV myself. So at a really kind of weird, in a really weird way, um, my first exposure to HIV, to the realities of the epidemic in South Africa in two thousand six came back when I was back in South Africa in 2016, 10 years later, and um, contracted HIV. And I came back in the UK, went for a sexual health check. And um, a, a week later, I got a call from, from the clinic um, asking whether I could please come to the clinic as soon as possible. And then I knew that something was wrong. And basically, I realized that it could only mean uh, one one thing. I needed to think about how to kind of digest this information myself and needed to come to terms with it. But I also needed to think about how to how to break the stigma because I had been writing a lot about HIV-related stigma and, and I realized that it was this was the moment of truth for myself because if I if I was really serious about breaking the stigma around HIV, then it was now the time to do that myself. I realized that what I had been thinking about and writing about for the past 10 years, suddenly was something that I needed to practice myself, practice what you preach. Yeah, so I knew all the kind of medical, the medical stuff around the virus. Um, I mean, I had kind of basic medical knowledge of how HIV is transmitted, how it is passed on. Um, I knew that it had become a kind of manageable uh, disease, taking my medication for, for the first time. I did realize that most likely I would have to take my medication for the rest of my life, which 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 was a kind of weird kind of thing to realize. But then, thank goodness, medication is available and um, it does save lives. It does save my life. HIV made me much more aware of my body. Um, so the realizing that I was this body, that I was this virus in my body that potentially could could destroy my body was made me much more aware of of having a body and of the vulnerability of my body but also of the because i realized that actually i wasn't going to allow 
that virus to destroy my body. And of course, thanks to medication that, that doesn't allow the virus to destroy my body. But also, I realized that I wasn't, mentally speaking, I wasn't going to allow that virus to, to destroy my body or my spirits. The most difficult challenge really was the step to disclose it to my to my immediate family, to my parents, to my siblings. Mostly, I think, because, as I mentioned earlier, I grew up in this kind of conservative Dutch Protestant environment. I don't really care what other people think about me living with HIV. If they if they have issues with it, so be it. If they don't like it, so be it. If they have all kind of stereotypes and stigma attached to me, so be it. But I did care about how my kind of immediate family would, would kind of take it. The, the thing that I'm most proud of, basically, is that I decided to stick to my own principles, to the stuff I believe in. So I do believe that living with HIV is, is not a problem. I mean, medically speaking, but also kind of morally speaking, um, living with HIV doesn't say anything about who I am. But the way in which I decided to live with HIV does say something about who I am. Making the step, basically, to kind of um, disclose my status was important for me because it, it was a way for me to kind of um, bring home the point that there's nothing wrong with living with HIV. Um, living with HIV doesn't mean that I am immoral in whatever sense. Living with HIV doesn't make me a lesser human being. And that's what I would tell people previously. <laughs> but now I could, I had to kind of apply that to myself. Suffering, basically, is what still comes to mind in my kind of experience when you mention HIV. Even if people know that, that the medical situation has changed, that HIV has become treatable, has become manageable. So there is a kind of mismatch between the kind of rational realization that HIV has become a manageable disease, but still the image, the, the imagery of, of AIDS as a kind of life-threatening disease from the, from the 1980s. Um, which means that for pe in many people's minds, or at least people from that kind of generation who kind of actively, um, yeah, who, who kind of still know them, have those kind of um, images in mind, um, HIV still has a very different meaning emotionally than any other kind of virus. Um, and then, of course, related to that is, of course, the whole stigmatization around HIV, which was very strong in the 1980s, but which still hasn't, hasn't entirely disappeared. And then even in the, in the gay community, I've realized that the stigma around HIV is is still very is still very real, and partly that is about a lack of knowledge, a lack of understanding. So, <clears throat> I mean, in kind of sexual health prevention messages, the key message now is um, undetectable means um, uh, untransmittable, untransmittable, basically meaning that when you are on treatment for HIV the viral load in your body is reduced to such an extent that you can't actually pass on the virus through sexual encounters. People who are HIV positive are human beings like everyone else. And um, 
are actually, medically speaking, perfectly healthy, etc. Um, so there's nothing to be worried about in that sense. Only by telling about your experiences, sharing your stories, um, HIV can be humanized and people living with HIV can be uh, humanized. I mean, I would love to see a world where no one is being stigmatized for who they are or how they decide to lead their lives. I don't. I want to see a world in which no one is being judged for the decisions that they make, etc. Um, and the only way in which to build such a world is to, to, again, to start kind of practice what 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 you preach, to kind of practicing those values myself. Thanks for creating a safe space and and giving me the opportunity to to share my story. And yeah, in my experience, when I'm sorry, coming back to my students, but one of the things I realized is that when I share my own story, people often feel the space to to share their stories, not necessarily with HIV, but I think there is a there is a a power in being vulnerable, and um, because that allows other people to also be be vulnerable. Mm-hmm.